Hello, everybody. This is Bill Cameron from The Drive. Podcasts of The Drive are presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors, now hiring for great-paying, skilled trade positions. Call 334-209-6355 to learn more. Thanks for listening. Live from Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067 and online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390, toll free at 888-382-7502, or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Hello, everybody. Welcome in. It is the Monday edition of The Drive. Hope everybody doing well. Got through the weekend man what what a uh, uh what 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 rain we had i've got a cracked rain gauge at my house it still says we got over four inches so i mean it rained a lot this weekend hope everybody you know uh had, had everything make it through uh, through all the the torrential rain that we had interesting weekend to say the least we've got a lot to talk about here this afternoon on the drive special edition of the drive is we're back at one of our favorite places that's franklin tire here on uh, East University, right across from CC's. Been here for a long, long time. As a matter of fact, uh, over four decades right here at this location and been taking care of folks and their vehicles for over 50 years. And that'll tell you something right there. That tell, uh, I mean, the ability to do that means that they have been taking good care of uh, folks along with their vehicles. Anything you need seen about with your car, uh, this is the place to uh, to, to 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 bring it. Uh, have you know have things checked out. They can uh, they can do just about anything. I mean, from minor just regular service to major repairs. A great body shop as well. Uh, so stop by and see them here. There it's uh, 7:30 to 5:30 most days. But since we are here today, they're open till six o'clock today. So you've still got time to get in. I thought I might need an oil change, but I've still got about 800 miles. So, um, but I mean, whatever you need, whatever you need taken care of, uh, come on in and see him here at Franklin Tire. It's Bill and back from another long road trip. This one, uh, this one, <coughs> excuse me, this one a little bit longer, really, when you look at the total miles and the direction you went from Virginia to Bowling Green and then and then back. That's quite the triangle trip, Dan. It, it's it's one of the, and and Drew, I'm just throwing the headset on, so let me know if the levels are, are all right here on, on site, but I think we're... Yours, yours is fine. I could, I could come up just a hair. I think we're okay. Yeah, yeah, I think I could, yeah, I think so. And anyways, it's it's great to be back. I still remember how to plug in most of the equipment when we go Well, that's good. That's always good. Yeah, I'm still, you know, I haven't, haven't lost the muscle memory yet, it's, it, and... Uh, and yeah, it's the old Sinatra song, right, Bill? It's it's so nice to go traveling, but it's uh, it's 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 oh so nice to come home, or whatever whatever the words were there on from come from the, the, it's a song from Come Fly with Me. But anyways, uh, the uh, yeah, it was a, a long trip, uh, Norfolk, Virginia, a very nice arena there at ODU, a place that I, I didn't realize their tradition as a basketball power, which dates back to. Uh, the Joe Champy days at Auburn. Oh yeah, women's basketball, absolutely. Yes. There, there is a oh, yes. there is a there is a D1 national championship banner yep. hanging in the uh, in, in the ODU uh, arena, and they've got the trophy there in the lobby from uh, from 1985, a women's basketball uh, D1 national champion, and uh, and yeah, cool cool city. 
Um, and and then Bowling Green, a place I'd never been before. It's suburban Toledo. Yeah, no, hour, I, I can't say I've ever been there either. About an hour, about an hour south of Detroit um, is, is where. Uh, what, are you, what are you trying to do there, Bill? You need to. There's no there's no windscreen, but you need. You, are you? Okay, I'll, I'll I'll try to fix it. Okay, there we go. I think, uh, yeah, I think the mic was turned backwards. That might be. That might there be. Okay, there we go. I was just trying, to, just trying to turn it. So I was going to say, we're we, actually we, into the mic. Bill was, Bill was turning the mic around, and I wanted to make sure we yeah, <laughs> no, no, no. didn't get all of that on the air. Well, see, I mean, the thing is, I'm, I'm, I'm right-eared. <laughs> I like, I like are you the left, mic. Are you naturally left-handed? No, I'm not. I was right going to say, I'd never noticed but that I before. But li- I like the mic for some reason. I like the mic on the right side. And these, my, the, the headphones, they'll flip. You can use them left or right. But I like it on the right side. You like side. to talk righty. Yeah, I guess you so. Like to, you like to I talk so. righty, yes. As I think there's a curb your enthusiasm about, about having to talk lefty and how it can throw off some yeah, of your. Yeah, I'm sure it can. It can throw off some of your relationships. But the uh, no, it was a fun trip. The you know the Sunbelt Mac Challenge. It's it's sort of odd to play a non-conference game in the middle of February. Uh, you know, at, at, at a fairly distant location like the Sunbelt teams and, and the Mac. So it was reversed for the men. The the, the Sunbelt men's basketball teams first game of the season went to different MAC schools, and this past Saturday they hosted everyone from the MAC. So the MAC men's basketball teams, you know, got a trip down south in February, which is probably pretty nice considering, you know, they're coming from Mount Pleasant, Michigan, and Buffalo, New York, and places where it can get yeah. pretty cold right now. But but also in the Bowling Green was uh, – It wasn't bad. It was it was pleasant, uh, a little cold at night, but, but for the most part a uh, – no, I, you know, I had some Detroit-style pizza while I was there, just uh, just right outside the uh, the city limits of uh, of Detroit there in uh, in, in Toledo, and we had uh, no, it was, it, the arena is nice. They've uh, you know they, they won 31 games last year. Bowling Green did, so they have a lot of enthusiasm and a lot of fans that are uh, willing to come out. So it was a great crowd on Saturday, and the Trojans picked up the win as well. Just uh, j- just relentless on the boards, pulled away from Bowling Green in the fourth quarter. So so you got six games left. Troy's two back of, of Marshall. Marshall's got a four-game road streak uh, coming up here. They got four, uh, a stretch where they play four straight on the road in conference play. So it'll be uh, a lot will be decided in these next couple of weeks. Troy just needs to uh, uh, take care of business uh, when they're on the court, and we'll see what happens. Yeah, well, that, that's good. I mean, Auburn, on the other hand, uh, a big win for the Auburn women's. They go on the road to Missouri, but the Auburn men, they went to Gainesville and on short rest compared to Florida having the week off. That's the thing. The SEC schedule is a little different this year because the SEC Big 12 Challenge was held in November. You know, it had been being held uh, in, in January, and as a result, SEC teams have an open week at some point, and this was Florida's week last week for an open week so they had the entire week to prepare and get ready for auburn auburn of course um hosted alabama in a late night game wednesday beat alabama handily but then they've got to (coughs) recuperate come up with (coughs) excuse me come up with a game plan against florida (coughs) and then travel down to gainesville and be able to and be ready to play by saturday afternoon so the, sh- the road trip gave Auburn as much trouble as that sentence just gave you. Bill. Well, yeah, trying to, trying yeah, to power well, through it. Well, actually, more than that, I was a, I was able. <laughs> you were to able to finish it. I was able yeah. to finish. That's right. You were able to finish. And and I mean, and that's not the entire reason Florida Florida really outplayed Auburn from the opening tip. Auburn never led 
in that ball game, and they were How down. big? What was was 27 29. or 29? 29. Yeah. Auburn was down by as many as 29. Florida did if not. It was a, if it was a fight, they would have stopped it. Oh, yes. It would have waved uh, it off. The final score was nowhere indicative of how dominant Florida was. Do you think there's Auburn, an element? You know, did, you no realize, did you realize Florida did not make a field goal in the last eight minutes do, plus of the game? Do you think there's an element of not wanting to run it up on his old boss? May uh, have been. That, that, that May have been, but, they, but they, missed, they missed a lot of shots down the That's stretch. True, yeah. And they only made, I think, eight or nine free throws, and Auburn was able to cut it eventually it, to that final margin of 16. It was a week of, of peaks and valleys, right? You saw how good the team can play when, when they were out there against Alabama at home running a top 15 team, some of the metrics say a top 10 team off the floor. Then a couple of days later, you saw when they run into the wrong matchup, especially away from home, it can get pretty bad. Well, they ran into a bigger physical, more experienced guards, and a bigger front line. And that's something we talked about way back at the beginning of the season. You know, how would Auburn handle it if they went went up against a team that was more physical than they were in the front court? And, you know, Janai Broom and Jalen Williams, Janai finally got things going. I think he finished with 14-7, and but a lot of those were when the ball game was completely decided. Jalen couldn't get anything going against that Florida front court. And and Bruce lamented that the guards tried to get shots up over bigger defenders time and time again and had a really low percentage when they attempted that too. So, I mean, it was a – I mean, it's a – it's a concerning loss because, I mean, I, I think that it's a blip as far as the regular season conference title race because there are a lot of tough road games right. left for all the contenders, including South Carolina, who comes here on Wednesday night. Uh, but I think it is a sign that if Auburn runs into the wrong matchup in the postseason, SEC tournament, NCAA tournament, uh, th- they could lose in uh, in, in somewhat one-sided fashion, if if they if they're if they're if they're up against the wrong team and the outside shots aren't going in, because Auburn also what three for seventeen, three for eighteen from yeah, three something like in that. Gainesville, which I mean that that's also going to get them beat well, by at, quality at, le- at least at least they weren't. I mean the thing is, it wasn't like in Tuscaloosa when they were putting up twenty-six or twenty-eight three-pointers, but uh, but it, there's not a team in this league that has not had it handed to them now. Auburn was the only team, that's one thing that they had been able to say up until Saturday is, you know, they'd, you know, even though they'd lost some games on the road, they'd been in those games or been able to come back and, and make it a contest. They could not uh, against Florida. So, so yeah, now, again, I would like to see, now, not that that would change the outcome of a game like Saturday, but I think if you're going to have teams – that have an, a week off, then it would be fair for them to travel at the end of the week, you know? Um, so, so it would make it a, a little bit more fair. But, I mean, to have the week off and then be home and the other team played late Wednesday night and comes in, that, that makes it even tougher. It was an opportunity for Florida. Because oh, absolutely. Went, because of when well, the they game, had to have it. Yes. Because of when the game fell on the schedule for Florida coming off the bye week and being at home, because of what a win would have meant for Florida's NCAA tournament resume, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's a – and the fact that, you know, Florida's not out of it in the conference title race either. No, not or, at all. Or in the race to be in the top four, which gets you, what, into the quarters at, in, uh, in, in the Absolutely. So. I mean, Florida's a game back of Auburn, and they've got the tiebreaker now. So, I mean, if, uh, if Auburn were to, you know, not drop another game – to, you know, in, in the battle against Florida on the way, 
that Auburn could be knocked out of the top four by by Florida since they had that tiebreaker. So, so yeah, that was a big win, big win for the Gators on Saturday. A huge week for Auburn as they've got South Carolina and Kentucky coming in with game day coming back to Auburn on Saturday for the matchup against the Wildcats. So this is a it's another another big big week. Kentucky, it's crazy. Kentucky has lost three straight games at home. That's hard to believe. Uh, yeah, it is. Well, it, it and hadn't, the, and it's the hadn't worst, happened in almost 60 years. Worst wow. Gonzaga team in about a decade and and still still knocking on the door of the NCAA tournament. But for that team to go to Rupp Arena and win, yep. I mean, Kentucky Kentucky has the offense. Oh, Kentucky has to, a, a very good offense. To beat, to beat anybody on the yeah. right night. But they, they also have, have the defense to get beaten by just about anybody but, that, that has a decent I night. mean, one of the biggest wild cards, assuming they can stay in the tournament field. Which is, I mean, they're still a top twenty-five team. Um, I, I think Lenardi has them among the, you know, on the four line or the five line right now. Maybe a little bit lower than that. I don't know, but but it's. Uh, I, I know they're still they're still safely in the tournament according to the experts. If they get in, I mean, they're they're maybe the biggest wild card in in the field because they've got the talent of a top ten team of a oh, one yeah. seed or a two seed, but they play defense like a team that should be in the NIT. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. It it is uh, that is the drive hotline presented by Skybar. Love for you to join in. Brian Matthews, you heard just chiming in, joining us. Brian, of course, from AuburnSports.com. B Matt, how was the weekend? It was good. It was uh, wet. Yes, man. it was. Goodness, but had a fun time yesterday with the family, watching the Super Bowl and all that stuff. Yeah, that was it. Inter- oh, was entertaining. Right. Was yeah. that, there was a Super no, no, Bowl I, yesterday. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's right. Well, I, I just, I just was starting up. You were talking about what you were doing with basketball, so I just, I just went into basketball. Um, very entertaining ball game. Sloppy early on, but uh, I, I don't know how much more you could ask than uh, an overtime game with the new overtime rules, which apparently everyone wasn't familiar with mainly San Francisco, um, but but uh, I, I thought a very entertaining ball game, especially second half. I liked the halftime. I, had, I, I, I enjoyed a few of the commercials. I wasn't disappointed. Let's put it this way. I wasn't disappointed in the game, halftime, or the commercials. You know, I, I'm I, and I'm usually disappointed in at least one. We, we recorded the Observer podcast yesterday morning and offered some predictions for – the game and the Super Bowl uh-huh. and, and the halftime show. And I suggested that maybe Usher, even though Usher has a long, I mean, he's got three decades worth of hits that he could that he could call upon, I wondered if he would take the Dr. Dre route of introducing people who would then perform one song and keep the show moving because that, that halftime show was so well A lot received. of guests. Uh, yeah, a couple, of years yeah. Ago, a couple of years ago, Dr. Dre had a bunch of people yep. doing one song each, and it was a very well-received halftime show. And, and sure enough, Usher did sort of yeah, an Atlanta, yeah. an Atlanta yes, hip-hop cool. version yeah. of that Dr. Dre show. And I think that could be not that there aren't artists who can do the whole show by themselves and play three or four songs. Oh, but it's cool. It's cool to see some different But, but I th- Yeah, I, I think yeah. A, me- a medley of yeah. things around a theme with different A-listers and different people doing mega hits. I wonder if that could be the if if that could be the model moving forward for for at least at least the time being with that halftime. Makes sense. Time. The best thing for me watching the halftime show was I had my kids there that could tell me who everyone was. There you go. That's, that was really helpful. Did you <laughs> did you recognize Ludacris? Yes. Kind of. Okay, yes. all right. Well, I know, I know who he is, of course. I'm not sure I recognize him necessarily, but as soon as he popped up, my daughter yells, Ludacris, and I was like, oh, yeah. 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 So. Oh, there you go. You're still, <laughs> you're still plugged in. Yeah. Oh, man. All right. Uh, we're, we're just underway. We'd love for you if to join been, in. If it had been Don Henley, you'd have spotted him. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's a I would have been the one. God yeah, that's right. <laughs> He's doing right. dirty laundry. Look yeah. at that. Yeah. 
334-321-1390. That's the uh, drive hotline presented by Skybar. You can also text us. Yeah, you can text the show, 334-564-1840, the drive text box, presented by our friends at Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, available however you listen to podcasts. It's Bill, Dan, and Brian here on the Monday Drive from Franklin Tire. Love for you to join in. Can 7502 or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into the drive here on this Monday afternoon. I, I think I'm hoping the rain is about moved out, moved moved through. I mean, we still have there's still little drizzles, things like that. But man, we had a lot of rain over yeah, the last did. couple of days, and uh, you know I I know that some areas needed it. Uh, so hopefully it's it's moving on through. Going to turn a little bit cooler. Going to feel just in time for baseball this yes. weekend, Brian. Can't wait. Opening day plays a part Friday. We East still don't Kentucky. Yeah, we don't we don't know what time it is yet. Oh, is still, that right? Yeah, we're still waiting for – yeah, I, I asked uh, George today when he sent out the info, mm-hmm. I said, you know, do we have a specific time yet? He said, no, it'll be announced tomorrow. And there, a lot of that is because and, of the weather. And speaking of gotcha. tomorrow. Absolutely, and baseball. And baseball. Yeah, we'll try, I was trying to segue into that. Um, uh, we're, we're very pleased that uh, we're going to uh, uh, be able to interview Butch Thompson tomorrow. We'll have that for you on the drive tomorrow afternoon. So, uh, so looking forward to that. Yes, baseball uh, getting started Friday. Softball got underway this past week. So, uh, a lot, a lot going on. We'd love to hear from you again. Anything on your mind? Uh, we've got so many different things that we can talk about. We're leaving it up to you. Oh, that's another, another old song. I like it. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. The drive hotline sponsored by Skybar. And we got Dan on the line. What's up, Dan? Hey guys, how y'all doing? Doing all right. Good to hear from you. Okay, good. Make sure you hear me. Uh, yeah, honestly, I think it was the worst matchup. I mean, not matchup, but the worst setup that we could have going into the Florida game because, you know, not only are we playing the Wednesday game, you know, you could have given us the Tuesday game and that would have at least given us, you know, an extra day to kind of, you know, focus and, and prepare. But, you know, they have five extra days to prepare. They're a team that's in the playoffs on the bubble. That needs the win, so you know you, they're gonna. They know that this is a humongous game for them, you know. And then, and then we play the the evening, I guess, you know, against our biggest rival. Which, you know, yeah, I somebody somebody was talking about how well we we beat them really bad, so it shouldn't have mattered. But I'm like, well, you know, it's still you're putting all your energy, all your mental energy, all your physical energy into a game that you know you want to win so bad, and then to try to just turn around and be able to play your best, you know, three days later is extremely difficult in a place that, you know, we have a hard time playing against a good a good team. It just, to me, there's the SEC could have either made made that be a home game for us, like you said earlier in the last segment, or they could have given us at least the Tuesday game. Those are some things that could make the setup to it a little bit, you know, more even. But, oh yeah, no, it, I mean, it was a very it was a very tough draw. Like it would have been a, it would it would have been a championship caliber win for Auburn, considering the circumstances. Considering you're facing a team on the road that's that's coming off the bye week. Um, that's not to say, I mean, I, I don't know if the SEC did it with malice. You know, I, I think they, they may have just you know gave you know it, it, it may have slipped through the cracks as something that uh, uh, that would that would benefit Florida a lot for them to be off a bye at home, coming against a team that played a late game uh, earlier in the midweek slate, but. 
Uh, no, instead it was a, you know, it was an opportunity for Florida they really took advantage of, and, and they played may, maybe their best game of the season. And now there, we're just talking about Kentucky. Like now, Florida is a team that, that for the moment isn't really a bubble team. Like they're solidly in the NCAA tournament and a game back of Auburn in the hunt for the regular season title. Yeah. Well, I mean, you can always turn it around. You know, if, if it would have been the other way around and you just said Auburn had a whole week off and Florida played a tough rivalry game on Wednesday night and had to fly all the way to Auburn, does anybody think we wouldn't have smashed them? I mean, I would have no. picked well, one I, by I one. Think, by I mean, yeah, I mean, Auburn's so much better at home anyway. But yeah. I think you've got a great point there, Dan. I mean, <clears throat> either <clears throat> either you you need a little extra time, play on Tuesday, or you should be playing at home against that team that had the week off before, or both. Yeah, why don't they give both teams the week off? If, if they're cycling everybody through to get a bye, then let the two teams that are going to play and, or have the week off, let them both have the week off, and then you get a much fairer matchup than, than having a Yeah, you know what I haven't blow. looked at is I, I believe four teams, including Alabama, have the week off this week. I, I wonder what their situations are next week. Yeah. I don't know. But, you know. It is what it is. I mean, look, we just need to take care of business, and it won't even matter. I mean, you know, Florida will end up being possibly a quad one team, and it won't. I mean, we'll, we'll be fine. So everyone, everyone in the hunt for the regular season title has three or four really tough games left on the schedule, including Alabama, including Tennessee, including Auburn, and it's just going to be a matter of who can who can hold on. I mean, I think I think you could have a. I'd be surprised if it got to twelve and six, but I think you could have a team in the SEC at thirteen and five winning a share of the regular season title. And for Auburn, that means they can lose two games the rest of the way uh, before, they, before they really have to worry. Now, look, maybe, maybe Alabama or South Carolina or Auburn or Tennessee just wins out. It just feels unlikely based on what we've seen so far. Yeah. Anyway, I appreciate it, guys. Appreciate the call, Dan. 334-321-1390. That's the uh, drive hotline. Sponsored by Skybar, yeah, and, th- and that's not to say don't react at all to Auburn getting drilled. Look, it's it's a bad matchup. Period. I mean, yeah. it was a bad matchup uh, if both teams had had the exact same amount of time and they played on a neutral floor. And there could be, but, I mean, there, there could be matchups like that in the postseason. Absolutely, you know, there I mean, can. Florida's not. I mean, Florida has done a good job assembling big veteran guards. They've they've you know they they've got size and athleticism in the post. Uh, it's up and down as far as how consistent they are, but. When Florida shoots like they did Saturday, Florida's a team that can beat all but the very best in college basketball. Yeah, and, and, and Auburn's shooting woes continue on the road. I was about to say this. I mean, this Auburn is, is under 25% shooting threes yeah. on the road this season. It's just, I mean, I was about to say my biggest concern with this team going forward, especially when we get into tournament SEC and NCAA tournament, is the three-point shooting again. Yep. It's the same thing. Since 2019. And it seemed like and Auburn had I guess had the it. next year they were okay. They yeah. were good, but it's just. It, but it, didn't it seem like, oh, there were better shooters on this team? I, they thought, shoot I thought it was going to be. This was going to uh, be the team that got it back to that, but it's not happening. No, right, no. Not right it, now. It, it, it's really been a struggle. And you, you wonder you wonder how much of it's in their heads now yeah. on the road. I mean, boy, I mean, Aiden has really, really struggled shooting. Uh, since the Alabama yeah. game, I think he's shooting 14%. And I think if you talk to the staff, you talk to the players they felt like or feel like Aiden's their best or one of their best three-point shooters you know yeah, on the team I right you, now I, I looked at I looked at the SEC stats and Aiden is shooting 25 percent mm. in the conference and that's overall that's he's 22 percent right. from three yeah. that's in conference home and away I mean if they're going to make a legitimate run if they're going to have a legitimate chance to win 
the SEC title or tournament title or whatever, they're going to have to start shooting better from the outside. Oh, you're right. You're absolutely right. 334-321-1390. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Love for you to join us. We're coming to you from Franklin Tire here on the Monday Drive. Six, seven. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email us at thedrive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome back into The Drive here on this Monday afternoon. Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com here at Franklin Tire on East University. Love for you to join us. Uh, you can give us a call, 334-321-1390. That's the uh, Drive Hotline sponsored by Skybar. Uh, all right, we, we, we just sort of briefly mentioned as we were about to head to break a little while ago, uh, yeah, the, the Super Bowl yesterday, and um, I – I agree with Brian, Dan. I mean, uh, I enjoyed – I pretty much enjoyed the whole thing. Yeah. I mean, game, halftime, uh, the commercials weren't the best, but they weren't the worst. I, I thought kind of a dull first half, but they were it feeling was. each other out. And then, Sloppy. Yeah, and, and then both teams were able to uh, yeah. to play better football <laughs> in, uh, in in the second half and, and overtime. I, I didn't um, – I do wonder if now with the playoff rules uh, for overtime, I wonder if you kick – if there's more, if there's more incentive to kick when you win the toss than yeah, ever before, I, I, I would think. I would think you wouldn't take the ball. It's a little bit like it's a little bit like college yeah, overtime where you put. You want to know what the other team I don't does. Understand why they took the ball? That may cost them the game. Well, I mean, now, uh, now today the, a couple of players uh, have said, and the indications have been that Kyle Shanahan never said anything to them about the new rules, and they didn't know and, the new and, rules. And if if there are, if you take the ball first, and both teams field goals or both teams score touchdowns you have the ball in a true sudden death winner that's right you you determine situation. whether you're going for the win so there, or there, not there are and, and I mean, if, if but if you're not thinking of that if you're thinking it's the old rules then sure you take the ball because if you score you win and that's almost the way they played it that right. is almost the yeah. way they played it down there at the end i thought you know they 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 didn't really appear to be you know, going for the end zone each play, it was more like, all right, we'll just go ahead and get it down there. I thought two third and four plays. If they could have converted two third and fours, the third and four on their last drive yeah. of regulation, and then that third and goal yeah. from the four-yard line, they convert one of those two. Sound like, I mean, Auburn people talking about, oh, convert it. If you could just get a first down, if they well, could have just converted either the, of those, they win the game. The way they're running the game. In that tribe, it looked like they were just going to run straight down the field, stuff it in the end zone, and that was going to be it. Yeah. You know, basically. Um, but that is 100% for not. And there's a lot. There was they a said lot there of was no mention of it. In between. the meantime, a couple of uh, chief players said they've been hearing about it constantly for two weeks about the new rule in case. Not sure what San Francisco would have done differently. You know what I mean? Like if if giving them the ball. Well, if the play if the players. No, I think Kyle Shanahan <laughs> said he wanted the ball anyway. Like I think Kyle Shanahan did uh, want the ball. Or maybe Man, he's covering I, himself. I don't know. No, but I mean there there are reasons to want the well, ball. Shan first. Well, the I mean, Shanahan family's owing two in overtime to you in the <laughs> Super Bowl. That, that's now. true. No, but but I think uh, <laughs> uh, I mean the 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 question of whether or not they should have gone for it on one of the fourth downs rather than settling for the field goal is an interesting yeah. one but it's it's a little bit right. playing the result to say well all we heard all game though was you got to go for it they're going for it they're going for it and then they didn't they didn't and, and the thing time. is you knew as soon as they gave the ball oh it was over i knew it right. yeah so pat, i mean pat mahomes is going to win the game yep 
right? Absolutely. So you just don't do that. You, you, whatever you take to not do that, you don't do it. And they did it. And they lost, and they deserved to lose. Yeah, uh, it was. It was still. I mean, it was. It was a one of the better, one of the the better second half and finishes that yeah. we've seen. There's never been. There's never been a threepeat before nope. in the history of the Super Bowl, and the Chiefs will go into this upcoming season having won two in a row, and most likely the favorites. They do have a bunch of free agents. They do have a bunch of free agents, but but they also have Pat Mahomes. Yeah, who I mean, you read the Wikipedia page, (laughs) and I believe Andy Reid will be back. And Travis Kelsey said he'll be back too. Travis Kelsey says he's coming back. You know, a lot lot of a lot of the most important pieces, and a lot of what they did was on defense. And yeah, I mean, they they, were much better defense. They've they've drafted and and homegrown a couple of really important defensive pieces. I believe the number is that the when the Chiefs won the Super Bowl the first time. There's only one starter still on the team from that defense. They basically turned the whole defense over. That's amazing. And, and they're still they're still winning Super Bowls. 334-321-1390. Let's get to the drive hotline. And Terry is up next. Hey, Terry. Hey, Bill. Hey, Dan. Hey, Brian. How y'all doing? Dan, Brian. How y'all doing? Doing good. Great. Um, yeah, talk, Bill, you were talking a little bit earlier about Auburn's road woes and, and the, the, the matchup issues with Florida. Now, now – just in case people don't know it, jokingly, I'm going to say they do not play the NCAA per- tournament in Neville Arena. <laughs> no, you're right. You're right. And Fortunately, so, they don't play at O'Connell either. Right. You're right. Exactly. Exactly. But I, I say that jokingly, half-heartedly. So, um, but at the same time, the, we've been hearing this for, issue, for uh, issues with guard play for a long time, that they're too small. There's matchup issues. Is Florida just that much more experienced than, than Auburn? I mean, they'd, I'd... I don't have a problem with them losing. I have a problem with how bad they looked. And right. the road woes yep. are ridiculous. They've beaten Arkansas and Vanderbilt and Ole Miss. Neither of those teams are any good. And, and before somebody calls up and says Ole Miss's record's pretty good, look at who they played. Um, that, that needs yeah, to be looked uh, into. I, <coughs> I don't know that. I think I think South Carolina is the only team, though, that, that hasn't lost as many road games uh, as Auburn in the, in the among the competitors. And I mean, uh, every I everybody's – not that that's good. Not that I'm right. saying that makes it all right. But they got beat by almost 30 at Alabama, I believe. They South did. Carolina. Alabama beat them by 27. Yeah, so, they scored 47. Uh, points every top team in the at, SEC at has been blown out at least once yes. on the road. Mm-hmm. But so you got to think it's a concern Auburn, right? when you hear, you know, backcourt issues, and and you hear in the NCAA tournament how backcourts win games. And that's who leads teams yes. to the final. Oh, I, I absolutely do. I hundred percent. I mean, I thought that was Trey Donaldson had been playing very well. Yeah. He struggled. That was his worst game in a while. And and we really haven't seen the Denver Jones offensively. I thought we were thought he was coming out of it a oh, couple of games ago when he had I, 19. I won't be surprised at all, Terry, if this is an Auburn team that finishes in the top three or top four in the SEC regular season and then runs into the wrong matchup in the NCAA tournament and they don't make it to the second weekend. Yeah. And that won't make the season a failure. I mean, I hate to say it, but No, yeah. no, and, and that's yeah. also true. That's also true of everyone in the SEC. Yeah. Like, I, I think that's true of Alabama. That's true of Tennessee. Now, they could also go – they get hot. They could also go to the second weekend. They could also yep. go to the third weekend of the NCAAs. But, no, I think this is an Auburn team where and – that, and that's why I'm urging people, don't take the opportunity to hang a regular season conference championship banner for granted because Auburn doesn't have enough of those yeah. to, to just dismiss it and say, well, it's all about what you do. It's all about what you do in the March. postseason. It's all about the playoffs. No, it's not. College basketball is not four months that we just spend seeding the NCAA tournament. Mm-hmm. I mean, the re- regular season titles – matter and Auburn a game back now with an opportunity to maybe win one this year Bruce Pearl could be I mean there aren't that many coaches in the history of the SEC 
that have won three regular season titles at one school. Yep. And Bruce Pearl could join that list with a third one at Auburn. I mean, yeah, I don't know what it means for the NCAA tournament, uh, but, but it's a, uh, yeah, absolutely. Auburn could run into the wrong matchup and go home very early. Well, it pains me to say it, guys, because I, I, I think y'all know where I stand. I don't like the University of Alabama, but Mark Sears is the kind of player that can take Alabama very deep in this tournament. He is, but he's also, I mean, you listen to you listen to Nate Oates after the Auburn game last week. He's also someone to. that can defend them. He's also someone that can defend <laughs> defend them out of the NCAA tournament if he uh, if, if he's if he runs into the wrong guard. But no, I think the way Alabama shoots, um, that that is a team that could give a lot of teams trouble uh, if the if the offense is humming in in neutral site tournament basketball. Uh, Auburn's defense, you would think, would give them a puncher's chance in a lot of these games. But the uh, uh, you, you got you got to be able to hit shots. Right. Appreciate it, guys. Have a good day. Appreciate the call, Terry. Now, until Saturday, you know, we had seen it, it, it had been Auburn's defense is going to keep them in ball games. That's another and, area that's just not as good as it should be. Yeah. Uh, I mean, it, it had been, you know, it, it had been looking like, well, if Auburn can just be okay offensively. One, Auburn did a couple of things Saturday they had not done all year. They turned the ball over. Yep. They didn't create turnovers. Yep. I mean, so it wasn't just. Struggled to stop the ball. Yes. I mean, that's something we haven't been talking about with Auburn. At all, but, you know, Florida would have dribble penetration right to the basket. Yep. And that's uh, Auburn looked tired. There's no, the they really did. Tired. They really yeah. did. And I'm, I'm, I'm sure they were. So I, I can't put too much into that specific game. But just looking at the last couple of weeks, the shooting is obviously yeah, an issue. That's a problem. And then if, if the strength of your team is going to be an 11-man rotation, those 11 dudes have to get after it for all 40 minutes, mm-hmm. right? If you're if you're limited to 25 minutes, you can't need to. Be a, there can't be a huge drop off right. between the starters and the backups, and at a couple of spots lately, you know, felt you know, it feels like there is a more there's a more. Yeah, what was the number though they had? I mean, well, midway through the second half, the bench had like 23 points, and the starters had like 13 yeah. or 14. I mean, it so it wasn't like oh the drop off. Right. It was like there was just no energy, right. period. And so to me, it's just those guys knowing that they're in there, they can put up so much effort, they can create those turnovers right. defensively. Go as hard as you can because right. you're coming out in, I'm, I'm in just three, not, three four minutes. I haven't seen that as much as I'd like to. Yeah. We'd love to hear from you, your thoughts on anything going on in the world of sports. I mean, there's an awful lot. Super Bowl, we can talk about uh, coaching moves and – there, yeah, there is a there. There is more than a little conversation going on with the timing of some of the coaching moves. We were talking about this last week with signing day coming up Wednesday. Saying usually there's some coaching moves after signing day. Well, there weren't that many players that signed, Mm-mm. but I, I I do think a few folks have found it interesting that now that uh, Alabama and Kalen DeBoer have lost their offensive coordinator Ryan Grubb and their offensive line coach Scott Huff to the Seattle Seahawks. Yeah that both of those moves were announced within hours of the end of yeah. the 30-day period for Alabama players to enter the transfer yeah, portal. I, I, yeah, that doesn't seem but, like it's a yeah, – I mean, just coincidence? coincidence? Well, players, yeah. but, but, uh, but players will have the opportunity in May. But right. they won't be able to transfer they, in conference. They won't be able to transfer in Without conference. sitting out a year. You're right. They'll lose their eligibility in conference. So maybe – Maybe Alabama did some of that to hold on a player. Not unlike there, there's, not there's unlike some, when you not there's unlike some players that have that that have you know posted on social media their their displeasure with the timing. Not not unlike when coaching changes are held off until after national right signing after signing day, day and then the coaches like, leave. Of course, these days with the transfer portal, 
you know, if those players are just signing for the first time, they can jump. The 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 change, uh, you know, it's well, amazing. Even it's, if they're not signing, it's for the amazing first time. to think <laughs> as long as they haven't transferred in the last year. The, the Green Bay Packers deciding to make a change at defensive coordinator, you know, kicked off the dominoes, right? Because that, that. Oh yeah, they go to Boston College, get their head coach. Ohio State is going to hire Bill O'Brien to be their offensive coordinator. No, but he leaves to go to Boston College, and then, who do they and get? then Ohio State gets Chip Kelly That's from UCLA. Crazy. Yeah, Chip Kelly yeah. deciding that he's better off long term as Ryan Day's offensive coordinator. He just didn't want to be. At, he didn't want to be at UCLA. I don't think it probably be, is a better job. To it, be pro- honest. it probably is. But, you know, with as the a, roster as probably, and there's it, less pressure on yeah. him. I mean, they, they had they had uh, they had not a successful. No, they did. Chip Kelly made that they really move. had a bad and, yep, and bad now you have people wondering. Recruiting. You know, is is it going to be tougher to recruit there now that they're in the Big Ten than it was before? Now they did. And they made a move that's more popular than Chip than keeping Chip Kelly and, and going and getting a, a legendary former UCLA player Who, who's been an assistant coach for the last what six or seven years. Yes, and just finished a year with the Raiders, where people were very excited about the energy they created towards the end of the season. Deshaun Foster is now the new head coach yeah. at UCLA. Chip Kelly did uh, now. Uh, Ryan Day played for Chip Kelly in college. And so there's a pre-existing relationship. Uh, I did not realize oh, you know that. that? Yeah, no, Ryan, no, Ryan, no, no. Yeah, Chip Kelly was Ryan Day's college coach uh, back oh, okay. at uh, New Hampshire. Uh, a pre-Oregon, when Oregon went and got Chip Kelly as, as offensive coordinator, he had left uh, UNH, and Ryan Day played for oh, Chip Kelly. Okay. Well, that so, explains a little bit more of it. I mean, but he still wasn't his first choice. He, but it's, but you was. know what? It's a, it's a pretty good move for a guy. If you, if you feel like you've, you're going to get the talent, and you need an X's and O's guy yeah. Oh, yeah. To, put coach, to put players in the right spot, oh. I think Chip Kelly's an excellent move. If Ryan Day can keep the talent coming and find – Yeah, oh, that's Ohio the thing. State's can can, Ryan, can Ryan, Ryan Day better beat Michigan this year? Oh, they've had a great offseason. They're going to be the favorites, I think, to win that championship. That's what I mean, but they better beat Michigan. I, I would think that Georgia, Texas, Georgia. Georgia, Texas, and Ohio State enter as your top three yeah. coming into this season, yeah. l- largely because of you know, who, who lost coaches and the way they were able to add talent uh, this oh, yeah. offseason, and, and, and any one of those I think could be your preseason favorite uh, to win the national championship. Yeah, so, I mean, some some crazy things going on. Meanwhile, Brian, since we last spoke, Auburn has, since we last had you on the air, Auburn has um, made that uh, fill the position. Hugh Freeze, uh, promotion um, to defensive line coach. Yes. Uh, King Williams, um, Vontrell, yeah, Vontrell, King Williams is a, is a terrific uh, young coach. You know, every time uh, I saw JG uh, Coach Garrett, uh, Vontrell was with him every mm-hmm. single time, and uh, very involved with the coaching, the recruiting, the development. Uh, right there is sort of what I consider a one-two punch. So I think he will step in and uh, just hit the ground running right away. I think the players really like this move. The existing players on the team. I think the three freshmen that just signed with Auburn just enrolled in January are excited about this. And Auburn has four commitments in the 25 class already, defensive linemen. And I think they're all four excited about this move. So I think it was a really positive move. Yep. Uh, we'll talk more about that and get back to the phones. John, hang on. We're at Franklin Tire with the Monday Drive. 
Alabama sports fans. Did you know that it's illegal to place a sports bet on the big game in our state? Right now, you can place a legal wager in 38 states, including Tennessee, Florida, and Mississippi. But Alabama fans are missing out. Only you can help make a change. Call your legislator now and tell them you want the right to vote to allow sports betting in Alabama. Contact your legislator today by visiting sportsbettingalliance.org. Paid for by Sports Betting Alliance. Sportsbettingalliance.org. Yellowwood knows that a five-star backyard is the place to make lasting memories. Like roasting marshmallows on a cool fall night. That's it. Turn it nice and slow. Get it toasted all... Oh, no, it's on fire. Oh, you want it on fire. Okay, that's a choice, I guess. Hmm, crunchy. For five-star backyards and the most memorable experiences, Yellowwood brand pressure-treated pine. If it doesn't have that yellow tag, you don't want it. Born and raised in Lee County, Samantha Copeland is running to be our next district court judge. A proud graduate of Beauregard High School and Auburn University, Samantha Copeland is an experienced attorney who knows the law. Lee County can trust Samantha Copeland to defend the Constitution and protect our families. On March 5th, Republican Samantha Copeland is the right choice for district judge. Paid for by committee to elect Samantha Copeland, 508 Fox Run Parkway, Opelika, Alabama, 36801. Uncle T-Bone here. Do you wake up in the mornings wishing your body felt like it did 20 years ago? As the new year arrives, how about a new you with the help of Game Day Men's Health in Auburn? Whether it's low testosterone, weight loss, or erectile dysfunction, the experts at Game Day Men's Health offer a customized strategy to help you feel and look great. Text 334-487-8103, code ESPN, 10% off. That's 334-487-8103. It's a new year and a new you at Game Day Men's Health in Auburn. Code ESPN for 10% off. I'm Jessica Samuel with Opelika Power Services. Opelika Power is committed to delivering the highest level of service and value to our customers. We are devoted to meeting the needs of our customers through safe, reliable, and affordable delivery of electricity to the home. We're proud to serve you. Please visit our website for more information about the benefits of public power. We thank you for your business. We're Opelika Power Services, hometown people working for you. Inspired by the bold bison, Southern Union students blaze new trails every single day. They press forward knowing their SU education will lead them to success. Affordable, accessible, and locally unparalleled. Whether you're transitioning to a university or launching straight into a lucrative career, a degree from SUSEC can help you blaze your path. Three locations, dedicated faculty and staff, endless possibilities. It's all waiting for you at Southern Union. It's time to venture forward. Register today. The drive continues. 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 The drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. Online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of the drive, call 334 321 1390. Toll free at 888 382 7502. Or email the drive at ESPNAU.com. <coughs> Welcome back into the drive final segment of hour number one here on this Monday as we come to you from Franklin Tire, Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews, and let's get to the phones. And John is up next. Hey, John. Hey, good afternoon. Uh, I had a uh, rules question in, in regards hey, to the Super Bowl overtime. The, uh, on that last drive, the clock was down right. to like 10 seconds remaining in the overtime period. If they had to let the clock run out, that game would have been over, correct? 
and has scored? No, no. Oh, in in in, play, in the playoffs, overtime goes. It carries it's over like a quarter into the, into the yeah, yeah. It keeps going. Like Kansas City would have continued the drive until now. If Kansas City had turned the ball over on that yeah, drive after San Francisco had scored, the game would have been over. But if if, if Kansas City had kept possession right, into the end of the first overtime, they would have had they would have had possession at the same spot on the other end of the field with the second the start of the second overtime. And and if they had kicked a field goal, the game would have kept going. Yes, and it would have gone up to four quarters. It could have gone two quarters, another halftime, and two more quarters. Yes, it would. It, it's uh, the end of the first overtime is treated like the end the, of the The quarter. official was exactly right when it's like, hey, it's a new game. So, uh, didn't it used to, uh, the game ended and there wasn't a score. It was just over, right? Uh, ended in a tie. In, now, in, in, regu- in, regu- in the regular season, in, and I believe to this day, in the regular season, if the score is tied after 15 minutes, of overtime, the game ends in a tie. Right. Uh, but, but no, okay. the game is always, the, in, in, in overtime uh, rules in the playoffs, yeah, the game, the game is always, the only the wrinkle is now that both teams are guaranteed at least one possession. Which is fair. Even, uh, absolutely fair. Even if the first team scores a touchdown. Now, in the regular season, if, the first, if, if you receive the kickoff in overtime in the NFL and you run it back for a touchdown, the game is over. over. The other team does not get to touch the ball. Uh, but in the in, in the playoffs, both teams get at least one possession, and if the score is still tied after that one possession, we keep playing first one to score wins. All right. <clears throat> I was uh, getting concerned when I saw the clock ticking away and, like, nobody seemed to care. I was like, hmm. <laughs> no, and I think, I think, the, I think there the, were a lot of people the, there that, that and, didn't know. And Ro- Romo, Romo and Nance didn't say anything until Kansas City was deep into the yes, red zone. And then Romo said something about, about it, in finally. case people were wondering yeah. what will happen if the clock expires, we will just continue with the second opening. But, yeah, it took them a while to, uh, to clarify that, and I'm sure there were a lot of viewers at home, uh, even people who watch a lot of football, uh, that, that, that were unclear about that. All right. Uh, and getting back to Auburn's basketball game this weekend at Florida, Auburn just looked drunk. Uh, they, couldn't, uh, they couldn't hold on to the ball. They couldn't catch the ball. They were kicking the ball around like it was soccer. Uh, they, they just got uh, – they weren't ready to play, so I'm not exactly sure what uh, transpired on the road this weekend other than being tired and, you know, coming off a big game. But they, 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 they looked completely out of sorts uh, Saturday. There's no question about that. They really did. I mean, I'm sure it was a combination of quite a few things. I mean, they ran into a team that was desperate, was very fresh. Auburn was not fresh. They didn't have much time to prepare. Uh, but, but you're right. They, they, didn't look, they didn't look ready physically or mentally Saturday. Good stuff, John. Appreciate the phone call. Uh, you know. Oh, go ahead. Keep going. Finish up. I was just going to say a cold front just came through Prattville with 50-mile-an-hour winds, and the temperature just dropped off, so the y'all will probably be seeing that in the next uh, 30 minutes or so. Yeah, well, I did see it's supposed to be in the 30s yeah, tonight after oh. being in the 60s overnight yeah. last night. Got to so, make yeah. an adjustment. <laughs> That's right. Baseball season's almost here, John. That's what's yeah. going on. It's supposed to be 64 nice Friday. We'll Look see. at Saturday. Oh, my. <laughs> oh, and Sunday, 32. Wow. Okay, yeah. fine. Yeah. Fine, fine, fine. Okay. Appreciate it, John. All right, we're just about out of time for hour number one. That's what I mean. It's yeah. uh, it, it, it happens and, every year, doesn't it? It can't. I mean, you cannot <laughs> start baseball without it being frigid yeah. for, for and, a few and be days. beautiful the week before, the two weeks oh, before. It, yeah, it was. I mean, it was in the 70s last yeah. week. Yeah. And so here we go. It's going to tease us a little bit Friday. So Friday looks good. I would expect. I mean, we may – we still – we're waiting for the uh, uh, starting time of Friday's game. Or did 
I saw I saw we just got an email oh, a little bit we? ago. I haven't seen anything. Uh, no, it's just uh, Auburn, Auburn saying upgrade your baseball experience. So we're waiting for the starting time for Friday. They've been looking at the weather with that. You've got a 1 o'clock start Saturday with a Kentucky basketball game at 5, so there should be time to make both. And then a 3 o'clock start on Sunday as Eastern Kentucky comes in for the opening series. All right, we're halfway done here on the Monday Drive. Coming to you from Franklin Tire here on East University Drive. Love for you to join us either here or give us a call. From Auburn, the sports capital of Alabama, this is The Drive. The Drive with Bill Cameron and Dan Peck on ESPN 1067. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Welcome into hour number two of the Monday Drive. It's another, uh, and it's just been a dreary sort of day as we had a lot of rain over the last couple of days and, and into this morning. And I don't know if the sun really ever came out today. It's like a while since we've seen it. Yeah, you know. I mean, the sun's going to come a little cooler uh, here. Bet but your bottom dollar. Yeah. <laughs> I was about to say. Yeah, yeah that's right. There we go. <laughs> uh, it, it will come back out. No, that, that's we're, we're, we're convinced of that. Uh, we'd love for you to join us here on the Monday Drive. It's Bill, Dan, Brian Matthews from AuburnSports.com. Be Matt. A lot going on. I mean, there is uh, it's a it's the juxtaposition of quite a few different sports. I had to throw that one in. That's one I have. Wow, that's a big time. word. Yeah. I don't know if I can follow that, but yes, it is. I mean, you've got uh, basketball hitting its stride with the second half of conference season, and you got tournaments coming up. You've got uh, softball starting this weekend, baseball starting uh, this upcoming weekend. You've got gymnastics going full speed ahead. And of course, you got spring practice starting. I think it's so uh, two, two weeks, weeks from, from tomorrow. tomorrow. Yeah, how about that? Yeah, we found uh, that out in the last few days. So that'll be that'll be coming up right up on us real fast. Yeah. So I mean, uh, you keep up with everything going on there at AuburnSports.com. Got you've got uh, you've got your Monday musing, obviously from today. It was a little late today because I partied a little bit too hard last night with the family. With the family. Yes. With the uh, family. That's uh, that. That's a sign of, of old age. Yeah, do you, do is, you have really do is. you have people in the household rooting for the Chiefs because of Taylor Swift? Um, yeah, I'd say so. Yeah. Okay, all right. Because I mean, nobody grew up a Kansas City fan or. No, a I, grew up, I grew up. I grew up anti Chiefs. I was, I was nobody a, in your house. Right. There I was, are people. I was a right, yeah, yeah. people out there. Yeah. Look, I was a Raiders fan growing up. So I mean, it's hard to pull for. What the city Chiefs. did they play for? At they were the time, Oakland. They were Oakland. The Oakland Raiders. They went to L.A. and came back. I'm talking. I'm talking George Blanda. Yes. Daryl LaMonica. Uh, Kenny I mean, Stabler. Yeah. Yes. Absolutely. Yes. Who uh, was the I mean, receiver uh, that was also kind of like Stabler? What was his name? Bolitnikov. Yeah. yeah there, there you go. Bolitnikoff. I mean, th- th- this is a Florida State guy. Yep. This is a Chiefs team. Uh, there's an award. There's an award named after uh, Bolitnikov, isn't that? That's the. Yes, uh, there that's is. The, that's the. That's the receiver award. The. Uh, uh, no, th- this is a Chiefs team that that enters this offseason. You well, know, I mean, that's that's a. I mean, and. Of the of the Mahomes titles, this probably is the least likely based on where they were in the regular season. I think it's the fewest regular season wins mm-hmm. they've had since Mahomes became their uh, their starting quarterback. But it's about peaking at the right time, and you know they they were able to make the plays with their offense when they needed to. They also got a ton of help 
defensively in, in going and beating Buffalo and Baltimore uh, on the road in, in those two games uh, during the uh, d- during the, the first two rounds of the playoffs before they or the last two rounds of the playoffs before they got to the Super Bowl. So yeah, yeah, yeah uh, just, just uh, I mean, and, tr- and I'm sure people are going to focus on uh, Taylor Swift and Travis Kelsey and and how much of uh, you know the the, the, the Super Bowl uh, attention was was paid to uh, to, to America's. Uh, I didn't think it was overdone. I, by, I don't, I don't by think so either. Means. No, I don't, I don't think so either. I, I mean, mean, they didn't show much of Taylor. I mean, it, no. it was like a couple of times. I think they the were very. Half, I think they were very sensitive about how about, about some of the earlier games this year and how much uh, and how often the camera would cut away uh, to uh, to Taylor Swift and they did not want to overdo it. And I thought, all told, uh, while they didn't ignore it by any stretch of the imagination, it was uh, it was not overplayed in a way that felt like it was uh, it was it was taking attention away from the game. No. Uh, so we'd love your thoughts on the Super Bowl last night. Uh, anything you want to talk about sports-wise. We talked a good bit in hour number one about Auburn basketball uh, falling and falling hard down in Gainesville where they have not won. You realize the next time Auburn gets a chance to win in Gainesville, it will have been 30 years since they've won there because they, they yeah. only play there every yeah. other year. Yep, that's right. That yep. is, that, that's uh, hard to believe. 1996. Yep, yep. Yep. At 14, oh, was 14 that, now, I think. Was that Ellis? Or 15. Yeah. Was, was Cliff the last Auburn coach to, uh, to, to win in? Uh, I, mean, that, that, I believe that's you're re- right. That's remarkable. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. 334 321 1390. That's the drive hotline presented by Skybar. Ron Kruger, maybe, and, and, uh, for, for, I mean, for uh, whoever it would have been, you know, the Florida coach back then in the 90s. Probably. You know, I mean, yeah. I mean, just it's, a, it's been a few been, coaches that's, that's back. Pre, that's pre Donovan. Yep. Oh, yeah. Right? And that's, I mean, that, yeah, that's, that's, a, that's a few coaches ago for, uh, for Florida. You can text the show 334 334- 564-1840 on the drive text box presented by Southeastern Industrial Contractors. They also sponsor the podcast, available however you listen to podcasts. And let's get to the phone, and Spectre is up first this hour. Hey, Spectre. Hey, Spectre. Hey, guys. Uh, I guess since you're talking pro football, I'll, talk, I'll start off with that. I, I can't believe what I was hearing today from uh, the 49er players saying, oh, man, if we we didn't know about the rule change in overtime. That doesn't mean squat to me. I mean, you know, the, the coach knew it. Obviously, he knew it, and he calls the plays. So the players are just absolutely just using it as an excuse. It doesn't make any sense to me at all. Well, I wonder, though, if there may have been some defensive players for the Niners that thought when they drove down the field and got in field goal range, hey, we're about to win the game. And and you just and, and you know just just relax or something. I don't know. It it is very odd that that the uh, that as many of them today were saying they didn't they didn't have a clue. I don't yeah, buy. I, don't buy I mean, it I didn't know it, but it's not my job to know it. No, you're right. You weren't you weren't playing either. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, let, let me say you know you say you didn't know it, Brian, but I mean they they explained it at the corn toss. They didn't go into yeah. Detail, he said it's a new they, game. The 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 official did. Yeah, exactly. I don't, I didn't, I didn't hear that part, but yeah. Well, anyway, uh, it's the coach knew it, and that's the guy that, that makes the difference right there. But anyway, let me yeah, talk well, about basketball. Sure. All right. You know, I took these five games starting with Ole Miss to judge Auburn on how, how they would do in the tournament, and uh, it seems like that. Uh, we're not doing too well, guys. I mean, I, I can't understand. I mean, we have we have the strongest bench in the league, and if if we're tired and we can't stay up with Florida, you get somebody in there that can, and you rotate them out. You you 
you take timeouts to slow the game down at their own runs, it, it just doesn't make any sense to me at all. Uh, you know, Ole Miss and Florida were at the bottom of the, of the tier of these five games I'm telling you about. And now that we've lost one of those bottom tier games, you know, we got to we got to play Florida, we got to play South Carolina, and and everybody's talking about you know we ain't got the four days rest, wah, wah, wah. You know we didn't have a four days rest when we beat Alabama. We didn't have a four days rest when we beat Ole Miss. So it, it, I don't buy it on the rest period. What do you think? I don't think you can put it all on that. I do think I do think, I think you have to consider that as a factor. And I, I I thought the whole team looked tired. It's not like like a few players to me. I, I just thought no, they were. And, 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 no, and, and to be clear, Florida outplayed all. Right, yes, they like did. It's not it's not fatigue that's the reason. No. I mean, and that's to say, look, if these two teams play in the SEC tournament, is Florida going to run Auburn out of the gym again? I don't know. Like this, you know, maybe maybe it's a really bad matchup. Surprised. Maybe it's a really bad matchup for this team. Maybe it was a. Uh, maybe it was a great opportunity for Florida against an Auburn team that wasn't going to be at 100% because they just played a game a couple days earlier. And it was a, uh, you know, not just any game. It was a very emotional, uh, you know, v- very physical game against Alabama. You know, I, I think anybody, anybody hosting Auburn on Saturday, especially coming off a of bye week, would have been in a great oppor- would have had yeah. a great opportunity to beat Auburn a couple of days after the Iron Bowl of basketball. Now that's not to say. That, that Auburn should should let an opportunity like this season slip through their fingertips because they can still win the regular season conference championship if they take care of business the rest of the way. Um, but if they, if they play like they did against Florida, we're not going to be talking about the regular season title much longer. No, you're right. I don't know of very many teams in college football, not college football, college basketball coming off a of bye plays lights out like Florida did. Usually when Auburn has a bye, they can't play worth the crap. Well, Auburn hadn't had a bye yet. Auburn's no. bye comes next week, yep. as a matter of fact, after well, they play Kentucky this Saturday. This, I ain't talking about just this year. I'm talking about years past, too. Uh, basketball's a lot different, it seems like, than football as far as buys. I mean, um, I don't know. Uh, I was about, I was, as a matter of fact, I was about to start looking at different teams and, and their buys that they have. One thing that you brought up, though, uh, and, and look, we've seen it for a long time. Bruce, Bruce Pearl does not like to call timeouts. Yeah, and, true. I mean, that's, that's something that a lot of people have, have uh, you know, wondered about or complained about. Bruce really, really just doesn't like to call timeouts. And there there's sometimes when, when you wonder, you know, is it going to get out of hand? And it did Saturday. Well, you can't take the timeouts to the bank. I don't understand that. Hmm. No, you're right. But, I, well, I you know, uh, I'm, I'm – you know, however many wins Bruce has, that's how many I'm. That's how many behind him I am as far as wins. So, hey, have y'all have y'all talked about the uh, Alabama losing their offensive coordinator? Yeah, we mentioned that a little bit in the first hour with uh, their offensive coordinator and offensive line coach, both going back home to Seattle to be with the uh, Seahawks. As a matter of fact, um, there, there's there's some speculation their wide receivers coach may be leaving as well, uh, and and those came. I I would say it's it's not good for Alabama to lose those guys, but they came at a time that um, worked out well for them. Worked out, yeah, as conveniently as it could for Alabama, in that they there there wasn't any time for any more players to enter the transfer portal until after spring. And of course, any SEC players that go into the portal after spring can't transfer to another SEC school without sitting out a year. Well, Ryan.
Brian Williams ain't going anywhere. He didn't. He didn't sign because of the offensive. No, I don't think he signed because of Kalen DeBoer. But uh, I tell you what, Ryan Grubb is a very, very highly thought of offensive coordinator. And Ryan at least thought he'd be able to have him, somebody that Nick Saban had tried to get last year. So it, it'll be interesting to, uh, you know, to see how things how things do work out, and and if other players do decide to leave after spring. And, and I wonder if that job is attractive enough to convince guys who have pretty good jobs right now to consider leaving those jobs to, to go become Alabama's new offensive coordinator. We saw Kane Womack, the, the head coach at South Alabama, leave that job to become Alabama's defensive coordinator. Maybe a group of five head coach would consider uh, looking, uh, you know, would, would consider becoming Alabama's offensive coordinator as a next step to one day being a head coach. You know a name I've heard, Bill? Again, I don't know. I don't know how real any of this is. I've heard that that uh, you know there's there's Jamie Chadwell rumors out there. That's a lot of money. I'm hearing I'm hearing more guys that that have have been with DeBoer. Yeah, or that was are that was like now. the that was one of the on social media one of the yeah big yeah sure. I wonder if he would want to leave Liberty nice. uh, for, for, for a that's job. a little different than for, South Alabama. A little different than South Alabama. I, I do wonder if, if there are group of five coordinators. That would that would I'm consider. Sure, there are plenty of group of five ma- coordinators ma- making that, that jump if if Kalen if Kalen be DeBoer if Kalen DeBoer decides that would be the uh, uh, the, the prudent move for his coaching staff. Gotta go, guys. Appreciate it, Specter. Good hearing from you. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. You can get in, you can get on with us here on the Monday Drive. Here as we're in hour number two, which is brought to you by the good folks at the Orthopedic Clinic, East Alabama's go-to center for orthopedic care with locations in Auburn and Opelika, on the web at orthoclinic.com. We'll get to our first break of hour number two. Come on in and join us here on the Monday Drive from Franklin Tire. Born and raised in Lee County. ESPN 106.7. And online at ESPNAU.com. To be a part of The Drive, call 334-321-1390. Toll free at 888-382-7502. Or email The Drive at ESPNAU.com. Back into The Drive, 19 minutes after 5 o'clock here on this Monday afternoon as we come to you from Franklin Tire. Let's get right back to the phone. We've got callers holding, and Pat is up next. Hey, Pat. Hey, guys. How are y'all? Pretty good. Hey, I was. Uh, I got my opinion. I, I, during the game, I was. I was completely the opposite of way I feel now. Um, because I just felt the same way that that um the last caller was saying. Um, that you know, look, we're playing all these eleven guys, and so. You know, I, there's no way you should be tired. But it wasn't about tired as much. Cause I'm, I, I look at one position, and just in particular, Jalen Williams. So he played 21 minutes. His counterpart, Chaney Johnson, played 19 minutes. So they played all 40 minutes. Chaney Johnson had 10 rebounds and nine points, and Jalen Williams had zero rebounds at the, at, the, at the power forward position. And that's about effort, and it's about and – and I do think that there is a mentality – I, mean, I was looking the other day at you know uh, what's the guy for, for the um for uh, uh, the, the best three point shooter in the NBA. I just dropped, I just dropped the name. Curry. Um, Curry. He 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 had his huge games, and then and then one game he had he only had nine points. So we I think we expect because we've got two pretty much all SEC guys on our team, and the rest of our team is pretty much really good players, but but we don't have like. None of them are really great, so we so we try to overwhelm teams with our, you know, put them in and let them play 15 minutes and go go full speed. And, and, but but we don't. But our our main two guys, I mean, they've been carrying the load the last couple of games. I mean, they're scoring 24 yep. and 26. 
and so I think when when you're when you when you've got to be the man, I think I think it, that was a perfect scenario for us to have a letdown, and I and I do think that um, you know, the one guy who really wasn't playing a ton was Cheney. He was I think he was getting like 14 or 15 minutes a game, and he got 20, he got 19, so he was doing better, and Bruce played him. I think I think that what Bruce doesn't want to call timeouts is because he doesn't want the other team to rest. But in that, and if you look at it at home at Auburn, we we've beaten every team by 15 or more except for two teams, one by 11 and one by 14. So pretty much, yeah, they've been we, double digits. You're right. You're that's right. That's right. Yeah. It's not just double digits. It's been 15 or more. So the one was 14, and then the other one was 11 to Texas A&M, who is really a good team. They just they just won their game. So so winning on the road is really hard, and we we beat, we destroy teams at Auburn. So so for for us to fight back and get it down to 16, I feel like like that that's that was that was big. That showed some heart in the end. But but I do think that um th- things will things will get get better. I'm not worried at this moment. Um, we were due for one, like you said. Every other team had a lapse, um, had 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 a, had a blowout, you know, in their in their in their year. I wanted to talk about the, the the Super Bowl. Nobody nobody brought it up, but had had that last play not worked, did, did y'all notice that they let the clock run all the way down to ten seconds before they yeah. ran the play? Yeah, and and it was and it was a first down. So they would have had to kick the field goal if that play wouldn't have worked. No, no. If if they'd gone to a second overtime, they would have just picked up where the first one left off. They would have swapped ends. Yeah. They they they, they play. Treat, they treat the end of in, oh. in the playoffs. In the playoffs, the, uh, yeah. the end of a first overtime is treated like the end of a quarter. Yeah, it's okay. crazy. I mean, it's completely different, yeah. and it caught a lot of folks by surprise. In the, in, now, at the end of oh. now, in a regular season game, you have until the end of the first overtime to end the game, or it would end as a tie. But in a in a playoff game, they would just start a second overtime where the first one left off. Okay, because I was man, we, my brother and brother looking at each other, going, "How dumb was that, man?" If they <laughs> now that, right. that, and that, they and that rule. And that rule isn't different because there was a game about 20 years ago when Jake DeLome took the Panthers to the Super Bowl against the against the the, the Brady Patriots. Uh, the Panthers eliminated the Rams in a second over in a two overtime game. Now that one didn't go. They, they weren't working on the first possession, but games can go as many overtimes as it takes until there's a winner. And the, yeah, the Chiefs the, the clock was was not an, a factor. Uh, for for the Chiefs at the end of that uh, at the end of that first overtime. Okay, no, that that makes total sense. That, see, that's I didn't know that either. And I mean, it's, it's amazing how the how the uh, the league didn't make sure well, that the coaches. Well, knew well that. the rule the rule change is that if the previously, even as recently as last year, if the 49ers had opened the the overtime with a touchdown, it would have been the end of the game. Now, even if the 49ers had scored a touchdown on that first drive, the Chiefs would still get a response. And they'd be able to, if they wanted to, decide whether if they scored a touchdown to kick or go for two. Both teams will are guaranteed at least one possession, <laughs> right. even if the first team scores a touchdown. Which, which I was, mean, a, a lot of people have complained about that for years. And, that, was, it, yeah, and, that, and that wasn't the case previously. There had been, been playoff games that ended with a team getting the ball, driving down the field, scoring a touchdown, and that's the end of the game. Yeah, okay, so if they would have scored a touchdown – if the first team would have scored a touchdown, and then and then they would have scored a touchdown, and tied it at the end of regulation, they would have went to another regulation. And they would have gone to another overtime. They would have kept. They would have kept playing. But then, but but after both teams had scored, then it was first team to score team wins. Okay, I got you. That makes total sense. Okay, that's crazy. But it, it makes you think that their coach wasn't aware of it because he didn't tell the players, and so that makes you think that the, that 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 I think the league should have 
should have made sure that they made sure everybody knew that before that game. If the Niners, if the Niners defense did anything differently because the clock was winding down at the end of the first overtime, that's a huge gaffe. Yeah, you're by not the kidding. 49ers. Like, did they, if they if they called a play differently, thinking or a player executed differently, thinking, oh well, the Chiefs have to score before time expires, that would be a huge mistake by the Niners. Now, now they, they, it does bring up, and Pat, you usually have interesting ideas about. Uh, you know about these kind of decisions the the new rules for playoff overtime does raise the question of whether or not you want the ball to begin overtime or if you want to let the other team receive no, you it definitely and, and defer. The, you, you yeah i think so too i think you find out what the other team yeah. does then you know what you need to do to win now the advantage of not deferring would be that if both teams have a possession you would then get the ball if both teams right. score you, you, you'd have the opportunity you you get the ball first in a sudden death situation but there is an advantage to deferring too, which is that if, uh, if if you defer, the pressure is on that offense to not just score, but avoid a three and out. Right. Because if they go three and out to start overtime, you're in an excellent position to win the game. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, I mean, it, it is crazy because even in the, if they wouldn't have got – when it was third down and they got a third down at the very beginning of the drive, San Francisco, I was thinking, man, you got to go for this. You can't punt right here. You're going to lose. They're going to get a field goal with their field goal kicker. So – so I thought, you know, so to me, that is real. I don't think we've ever talked about these rules. So I just don't think I, the I, league guys. No, you're know. right. You're right. I mean, it, was a, it's, it, came, it came and passed without a whole lot of fanfare. Yeah. You're right about there, that. There, there was a game a couple of years ago, and I want to say it was Brady versus Mahomes in the playoffs, right, where the Patriots got the ball first in overtime, went down and scored, and that was the end of the game, and Mahomes never touched it in overtime. And I think that sort of led people to believe – that's not the way the overtime rules should work. Even if you give up a, even if you give up a touchdown on the first possession of overtime, your team should have a chance to respond and score a touchdown of their own. Those weren't the rules for a long time. Now they are. Yeah, no, I, no, it's great. I, I, usually we have a full day talking about these kind of rule changes, but anyway, I, I like I like the new rule. I I, I, I kind of like it. Oh, I do way, too. I think it. it's much better, much it's, fairer. Would be good to know about it. All right, thanks, guys. Worried. Yeah, appreciate the call, Pat. Well, he's right. I mean. We didn't we didn't talk about it because honestly I didn't know about it either. So three three four three two one thirteen ninety. Let's get back to the phone. I think Jerry is up next. Hey Jerry. Hey guys. I wanted to talk a little over baseball. Sure. Uh, uh, what what are our expectations this year? Brian, you wanna uh, I think what was Auburn picked? Auburn's fourth picked. The, Auburn's picked fourth, fourth or fifth in the West. Uh, but I would say right. Auburn's expectations are higher than that. I mean, they got eighty percent of their innings back from yeah. last year, and add Joseph Gonzalez and the freshman yeah. that they have brought in on Tim top of Tilly, that. Right, uh, going to be a, a talented guy. Whether he's in the starting rotation or the the back of the bullpen, having Joseph back healthy, he's also bigger and stronger. He's added some to his fastball. You know, as long as he can, he can get that feel back into his sinker there. He should be, you know, one of the top stars in the SEC. Uh, there's a feeling around Auburn that um, – And Gabe told us he thinks he's got more pop up and down the lineup yeah. than he's had. There's a, there, and there's a feeling that Chase Alsup, who is who's going to his junior year, has got a lot of experience, mm-hmm. has really taken that next, next step up. You know, he's got a four-pitch mix. He's got much more, um, uh, I guess, feel to his pitches now. He's, he's hitting the spots a lot better. You know, he can get his fastball up above 95 when he needs to. So, he's a guy that could be a terrific starter, I think, in the SEC for Auburn. And then 
Um, as Bill mentioned, a lot of newcomers that line up, especially in the infield. But you can build a, a, around guys like Bobby Pierce in right field and um, Ike. Ike Iris at catcher. Coop. Uh, Cooper, Cooper McMurray, McMurray at first Chris base. Stanfield. Yep. So you've got some really talented guys coming back, too. That sounds great. Uh, what, what does the stadium look like? It looks like it's under construction right yeah, it now. It does. The things they finish, <laughs> uh, they finish that new row of seats right in behind home plate. The Hall of, yeah, and it pushes, out, it pushes it out a little bit farther, and they've had to move the, the backstop so there's not as much uh, foul ball room back right. there anymore. And then inside the stadium, it looks like they've completed or are close to completing the, the, hall, the room that where they put the Hall of Fame Club where you can go in if you're a member and, I guess, have a drink or uh, sit in air conditioning and watch the stand game. At or, the, stand at the railing yeah, and watch from there. Yeah. So that'll be nice. And then um, in the outfield, I guess, for the students, they put up the um, outdoor, um, like a tiered. Right, tiered decking yeah, sort yeah. of in, the, uh, in that right, right center. So more students can come and watch from, from – uh, uh, out there in the outfield, and then next year you're going to see all the major improvements. Yeah, the sort stuff of like down the first base line, laying especially. the groundwork for that now, so the they can monster. be ready to go for next year. Mm-hmm. Appreciate it, Jerry. Good stuff. Three three four three two one thirteen ninety. We'll get to our bottom of the hour break. Still plenty of time for you to join in as we head into the final half hour of the Monday Drive from Franklin Tire. <laughs> 